Good morning, and welcome to SGL Daily. I'm Lisa Bond, and today we're looking at a new portion of Acts, which describes what one commentator calls a third stage in the expansion of the gospel. If you remember the words of Jesus in the Great Commission, chapters 1 through 7 detail gospel preaching in Jerusalem. Chapters 8 through 12 see an expansion into Judea and Samaria, and now in chapter 13 on, we're headed further out. So this has been called the start of the missionary era. There was a church at Antioch with gifted prophets and teachers who were named here, and we see that Barnabas and Saul were set apart by the Holy Spirit for a special work. So they ended up in Cyprus, which was the home of Barnabas. And for those of you who are geographically challenged, Cyprus is an island off the coast of Turkey. And Salamis, the city to which they came, was rather large and apparently had a large number of Jewish believers because they were preaching the word of God in the synagogues, which was plural and not singular. We don't really know what happened regarding their ministry in Salamis, but they next traveled to Paphos, which was a city on the other side of the island. And it was here that they met the false prophet Bar-Jesus. So let's start reading in chapter 13, verse 4. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. When they arrived at Salamis, they proclaimed the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews, and they had John to assist them. And when they had gone through the whole island as far as Paphos, they came upon a certain magician, a Jewish false prophet named Bar-Jesus. He was with the proconsul Sergius Paulus, a man of intelligence, who summoned Barnabas and Saul and sought to hear the word of God. But Elymas, the magician, for that is the meaning of his name, opposed them, seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. But Saul, who was also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him and said, You son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, full of all deceit and villainy, Will you not stop making crooked the straight paths of the Lord? And now, behold, the hand of the Lord is upon you, and you will be blind and unable to see the sun for a time. Immediately mist and darkness fell upon him, and he went about seeking people to lead him by the hand. Then the proconsul believed when he saw what had occurred, for he was astonished at the teaching of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. So let's look at this false prophet, Elimus. First of all, let's consider his second name, Bar-Jesus, which means Son of Jesus. Jesus was a name that was used at the time. I'm not sure where it would have landed on the list of the most popular baby names if they would have had that back then, but it means Yahweh is salvation. So we don't know if his name referred to Jesus the Messiah, although maybe it did. Maybe Elimus was just cunning enough to assume the name of Jesus because he knew it had clout in the ancient world. Lots of people had heard of Jesus. So why not hitch your wagon to him? Paul, though, would have nothing of it. And it was as if he said, you can call yourself anything you want, but really you're a son of the devil. And the evidence is right here. You oppose the work of God. You're a liar. And Satan is the father of lies. Liars can do a lot of damage. But Psalm 63 is a beautiful psalm that speaks to their powerless condition. In verse 11, it reads, But the king shall rejoice in God, all who swear by him shall exalt, for the mouths of liars will be stopped. This is a great comfort to know that when people breathe out lies about God or lies about themselves or us, that either now, if God so wills, or in the future, he will stop those lies. He is holy and cannot dwell in the presence of sin. 
These days we hear a lot about influencers and Alimus might have fallen into that category. He pretended to have special insight and he would give wisdom about choices to make. It was obvious that he opposed the work of God because if Sergius Paulus believed the message of the gospel, then Alimus's days as an influencer were numbered. He had to work hard with a counter message so that he didn't lose control and power. Tim Keller has a quote that you probably have heard. It reads, the gospel is this, we are more sinful and flawed in ourselves than we ever dared believe. Yet at the very same time, we are more loved and accepted in Jesus Christ than we ever dared hope. As we think about what happened to Elimus, let us consider just how flawed we ourselves are and the damage that deceit can do. And let's ask the Lord to purify our hearts so that if we do have influence over anyone, it would be for his glory. Let's pray. Father God, thank you that we are loved and accepted in Christ and do not need to fear condemnation. Help us to live lives that are based on truth and to seek to speak only words that are good and helpful and encouraging. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen.